Bob's in a pod. Bob's in a pod. Today's episode is a very special episode. Peter often talks on the podcast about his relationship between him and his dad and how Peter was brought up by his dad. So guess what? Today we've got Peter's dad, Mr. Subramani on the podcast. There's something just wonderfully special about a son and a father reminiscing about the past and the way things move forward. And that is why I have decided not to be part of this episode and let the limelight shine on Peter and his dad, Mr. Subramani. And this is Pops in a Pod's way to kick off Father's Month in June 2022. I can't find a better way to start off Father's Month by having this great conversation between son and father. It's taken me three years and I don't know how many episodes, whenever, whenever this ends up getting released, to actually get my own dad on the podcast. So, hi dad, welcome to Pops in a Pod. Hi Peter, how are you today? I'm saying dad because that's what I've always called him. And then, I think somewhere around my, my teenage... My nickname being a pop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got the, it. The, the OG pop before even Pops in a Pod was thought of was uh, yeah somewhere on my teenage i ended up calling my dad pop for no apparent reason do you remember dad yes i recall very well and i when i was recalling from where did i become a pop from being a daddy or a father (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it suited me well and it was nice it was a nice name thanks for doing that peter sounded well yeah and it's it's now i become a big pop for the for his son as well (laughs) so that's even a bonus i should say no, and it's so funny because like even now I still have your name saved as Pop. And uh, when you call, someone looks and he's like, who's Pop? And I'm glad I have your <laughs> photo and people wonder who's there. Yes, yes, but, yes. But it's a huge thing I'm realizing because like when we started the podcast, I knew at some point I would have to get you. Pandemic happened. Yeah, I have to bring this up uh, right up front. And for some reason, I never felt comfortable doing this over zoom so yeah i'm actually seeing my dad after over two years so that's i think a good enough reason to get him on the podcast what do you say thank you for getting me on the podcast first of all and it is very indeed a pleasure being with you and doing this live thank you that's uh, nice that i've been that you thought about me to add me in your podcast thank you so much i've been ardently listening to you and another all the way and I thoroughly enjoy your every episode and as you rightly said yes even I was waiting for my chance so thank you thank you for having me on yeah and I think that was one of the things that surprised me the most that you actually wanted to listen to the podcast because when I was going back and I was trying to wonder like why do I do this podcast what's the reason and of course my son was one of the reasons but uh I'm very glad to say that you were the second reason because, you know, one of the things we always talk about on the podcast is how, like, our parents have affected our parenting journey. And the reason I say that I can be the parent I am today or whatever I am today is thanks to you and the way you brought me up. So, 
yeah that that's me putting it up front yes peter in, in indeed indeed i mean to answer your question i have to start with 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 my own uh, career path which took me from india to to ue that was all close to 40 years ago and uh, that's where uh, though you were born in a force in mumbai i took you as an infant to uae uh, of course you won't recall that because you were just about 45 days old uh, as per the norm we had to wait for 45 days in india and we took you to abu dhabi in uh, 86 end of 86 when you were just about 8 or 9 months old and as you rightly put it yes it's been a challenge there it's a different environment where you don't get much of uh, what should i say social help from the neighbors you don't have uh, friends uh, because even i had just been in the uae about 3 to 4 years so we don't we didn't have much of uh, help from the family as well because we had no family members so it was tough as me and peter's mother we both were uh, for were employed and uh, bringing up was extremely difficult and a challenge and challenge in its own way for sure yeah, yeah i mean I, i have to say this and one of the reasons actually i'm really glad to have you on the podcast cuz now i can finally get your take on this and i keep talking about how one of my earliest memories of my childhood is actually uh, you remember our house in abu dhabi yes of course of course I I I don't forget it even till date whenever I pass that park I think of all the times that we have spent at Khalifa Park taking you on a cycle taking you on a on the rides over there etc yeah so I still remember like being perched on this kitchen counter that we had and uh, my dad would be without a t-shirt yes. uh, making breakfast for me uh, in there and all these years back like i never I, at that time i probably took it for granted that how my dad is cooking and my dad is doing this and like now when i look back at it tell me that right i mean was that something how did you kind of take on those responsibility those roles because again we're talking about like late 80s early 90s there right late 80s was the most challenging because your early days your early growing up days was absolutely the most challenging i should say that because a i had to make sure that you are fed you are uh, been given a proper breakfast in the morning before me rushing to work because in the day, in those days in you uh, i was not driving so i had to virtually rush to work on my feet my office was about 15 minutes walk and in the heat i used to run because it was pretty hot summer days were about 45 to 48 degrees uh, in the uae and uh, so i had to make sure that first a you have you are fed you looked after well you were changed with the proper clothes and then i should rush to work mummy also used to uh, have the same kind of an issue because she used to work early hours from morning she used to leave even before i could leave and uh, in indeed it was challenging i still recall the day i was sitting trying to feed you a boiled egg uh, you were so hungry that you bit off my part of my shoulder as well <laughs> so that was so, one so incident yeah. i'll never forget in my life <laughs> i you left a big bruise on my shoulder actually <laughs> because i didn't realize that you had already had the front uh, two front teeth <laughs> 
which were quite uh, strong, I should say, and uh, I hope they're not as strong as what they were before. <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I, I do recall that very well. That was the first early uh, bite I got really from you, a big chunk of my shoulder meat, I should say. But anyway, that apart, uh, we, we really had a good, uh, we enjoyed every moment because uh, being the firstborn, you know, we had all the time in the world to make sure that you are looked after well and then we ensured nothing went wrong. Though, of course, there was a lot of pressure from the family to say that, how will you all manage, how will you all manage? But we did it. We did it very gracefully and uh, we are happy. We are happy because it was a great experience and uh, with all the thoughts, all the memories, even crossing my uh, mind for sure. And not only with me, but even our family members. Yeah, and actually, that's one of the things I want to dive in, right? Because uh, I finally can ask you this question, and I'm sure this is a burning question some of our listeners also probably had, is what was the pressure like at that time? I mean, to, to add some context, today when I take my son out to the park, uh, there are people looking at me and wondering like, what's this dad doing over here? Like, why is he at the park with his son? And I remember having such great memories of playing cricket with you, football with you, and all of that stuff. Is, is this like an Indian thing? Or was it also in the UAE where you had primarily a no, lot no, of... No, it was, it was, of course, primarily an Indian thing. But then I, what I enjoyed most was, uh, as I follow cricket quite closely... I the the only best thing that I could really get on to you is to play uh, to play cricket with you. So we used to we used to have a cricket ball and uh, a bat at home. Fortunately, we had a very long passage, so we used to play some good cricket at home to begin with. And then again, we were fortunate that we had a very nice uh, open park where the entrance was free with fam for families and we, we, we could take you there. So after after doing whatever you had to do, we used to play a, a cricket game for a few minutes before wrapping up and coming home. So it was fun. It was fun. It was great. We enjoyed it. Uh, both me and my late wife, we really had a great time looking, up, uh, looking after you and... Uh, uh, we we had a great time. We enjoyed it. I, uh, we you okay? Troubles were there. You troubled us quite a bit <laughs> in your own way, but that that's the way boys should grow up. I think boys have to be naughty to grow up. They realize by time. Yeah, and I think one of the initial lessons for me as a parent was one of the things you used to always say. You know, when you are a parent, you will understand it. And now when I'm seeing it with my son, I, I hope he's... Uh, yes, to best. some extent, uh, every parent says the same. I recall my father telling me that, okay, you have your kids, you will come to know how difficult it is to look after you guys. So, yeah, I would say the same to Peter, for sure. Yeah. But tell me about, like, just within your friend circle and stuff like that. Like, were, were, were your friends also as involved as you were doing stuff for their kids uh, or were you one of those dads who used to get ribbed that Are, you're, washi you're washing their diapers or you're doing this for them what was that like like I said you know being the first one we enjoyed every minute we, everything was different for us 
like how you how to change you what to do what next and we uh, i had uh, a few of my friends i would say very few because initially in the initial stages we many of us had come from uh, from the city of mumbai so we got along quite well and uh, we used to exchange notes i was the first one to get married so among all our friends and uh, so they all used to come home and uh, Uh, look at uh, look at you and say oh how nice how sweet and so and by then they also got married they also had their, they brought their kids then it was like you know sharing your mutual uh, details with your friends as to say hey what next now where do you take him for a checkup what next injection to give him what next inoculation to give him and so a common exchange of notes was there but you know all this was done with with no laptops with no whatsapp with no messengers uh, it, it was just a landline call or we used to all meet up at uh, somebody's place and the first topic would be about how you raise up your child that was the only topic so so basically if i'm getting this right whether it was the internet age that we are living in or pre internet age among that age once you reach a certain age group children are the common discussion oh yes for sure for sure for sure definitely you said it right yeah yeah which actually brings me to the next thing i was very curious to discuss with you is take me to that pre internet age of bringing up kids right i mean right now if my son coughs in a certain way or if his cough is there for 3 days uh one of the first things my wife and i will do is pick up our google phone. yeah google and look that, up that mr google was not there around <laughs> that time for sure what what we would do as i said a take help from uh, grandmother because grandmother's advice is the best advice you could ever take because grandmothers always have the first instinct of what a child goes through and uh, obviously you are you are grandmother's first grandchild and she she was she was a dog of you she adored you a lot she still adores you a lot and you both still enjoy the same kind of a relationship as you enjoyed in your infant days and it will it will carry on for the rest of your lives i'm sure yeah <laughs> uh, so the first call you should be with the nana nana what do i do peter is doing this peter is doing that and we should get some home remedies if that doesn't work the next best would be that okay somebody's kid what what did he do when uh, he had this or she had this and uh, that was the next step there was no google fortunately i i feel in uh, in a way it was a blessing that you didn't have google because uh, i don't know i i'm not very a keen fan of uh, googling uh, because once you google you start looking at all yeah. the symptoms <laughs> as if they are yours yeah and you're you're just three cl- clicks away from a yes. fatal <laughs> disease so by you know that those were good days actually and uh, we waited we waited it's not that we wanted instant relief for the child we made sure that okay the child uh, at least responds to uh, how what kind of uh, medication we are giving what sort of uh, uh, food we are giving you actually so it, it was different it was not like how uh, i mean i'm not saying that today's generation is doing something drastically wrong but i'm just saying that you know the since you asked me about how we brought you up 
that's how i'm saying that you know yeah. i recall you had severe high fever you had very high fever when you were just about a year and a half and uh, you were about on your way to the airport with uh, your mother and uh, you had some visa issue some your passport was cancelled something had happened something went wrong and uh, but when we touched your forehead you were burning with fever high fever what we did we took you straight to the clinic so these were the ancient ways of trying to get over we dipped you into a very cold bucket of water and the doctor just said stay out of it and we taking care of him so you know these were all very old traditions which i'm sure not many parents would like to adopt that today yeah the first <laughs> thing that will come to their mind is put a suppository and that's the end of the whole story you know yeah, yeah. so that's where i'm coming from yeah no but tell me about that i mean you talked about calling up nana and getting those uh home you remedies know, home, home remedies. remedies and stuff yes. like that and i think those are one of those characteristics or one of those things of and our listeners would definitely kind of relate to it especially those who don't live in their home country right so are living as expats or have migrated yeah what what was that like because i mean you grew up in a certain way going to a certain school and things like that and now here you are a parent to a child and you completely know, so to speak foreign land yeah, yeah i i know i know but then you know luckily as i said there were a lot of uh, our own expatriates with whom traditionally at the early stages of my career in the uae i didn't we didn't interact we didn't get a chance to interact much with the uh, with the local arab population or with the other nationalities so to speak it's only as my career took shape i started getting uh, friendly or we got friendly with more uh, other expatriates like from uk from from you and few americans who are our good friends we had few yeah. canadians but, but tell Pakistanis. me about this i mean like yeah. at least i know those listening will say like ah uae it's like second india so many indians so you'd get all of these local remedies and stuff like that but just in terms of like cultural uh, culturally no, no, no. before you go that no not during those days yeah it was not there you not as what it's available freely today it's a big difference i mean in the early part in the early days no many of the medications from india were not allowed to be taken into uae so uh, no i mean if you're talking about from the uh, like let's say like an alternative therapy alternative uh, but what about like food and stuff like that food also was very limited we used to carry food from here whatever food you missed uh, from india hmm. we used to carry it and we used to carry extra like paying Uh, for extra luggage <laughs> wow <laughs> and, and then carrying it all the way because you didn't want to miss the home cooked f- home food you know so yeah yeah my my dad is a huge fan of pickles so yes i am a foodie <laughs> i'm absolutely foodie being uh, originally from the south of india i'm a absolute foodie yeah so and, i i one of the another memories i have of my childhood is every time dad came back from india we'd have at least one huge jar of <laughs> pickles pickles yes of course yes and Uh, having said that again the availability was also very very limited you just had a few shops uh, maybe in dubai not in abu dhabi we lived in abu dhabi and again driving was a challenge i was not driving so it was not so easy for us to go down to dubai every now and then 
to get those things. So yes, enjoyed in all those. There was some kind of uh, pleasure, but somehow we lived and managed our lives. Yeah, That's how things went on. I don't know why I never thought about this aspect earlier, but so my initial four five years of my life, you never drove a car, and at least for those of our listeners or those who know UAE, it's not very like friendly to walk, right? Temperature. distances and all of that what was that like how challenging was life then well the most most challenging was the heat the temperature was of course very very high with the exception of a few winter months that we had but uh, again you know if you really go back geographically into uae uh, the population of uae was not that great they were not, it was not that kind of a touristic spot as it is today or a touristic attraction i would say and uh, so there were more open spaces uh, so the temperatures would really soar very high as opposed to today today you have uh, more luxuries you have more malls you have uh, air conditioned bus stops uh, you you name it uh, but in the early times used to we, we had to wait it out in the sun and the taxis was the only way of uh, commuting and those taxis were not the best of taxis Un- unfortunately we had to again live with what was available uh, yeah so as i said uh, yeah, I buses mean, were very not not uh, frequent so public transport was not well uh, so systematic as it is today so it was a different challenge different times uh, own issues but in all this like i said you know we were uh, we were quite uh, say about 10 or 12 families who were together we were very friendly we used to have our uh, weekends that that we used to get one and a half days live it up all that catch up with good old times find out about their families find out about their uh, way of uh, overcoming situations so it was different and nice and i think one of the things i must add right is like as cliche as it where you say like you have friends like family uh, i must give a huge shout out to uh, my dad's friend and i've known him since childhood uh, ramesh kumar he was the first one to in fact carry you in his arms you were a 45 year old baby and uh, he had come over and since then we have been extremely very close family friends yes yeah so i i a lot of my memories also are associated with him and you know it's strange that you said about malls because i still remember very close to where we lived there was like one mall and that was our reference of a mall i mean it's like if you look back it wasn't really a mall one mall the only mall yes yeah, it was the only it, mall on uh, hamdan street and uh, you had like a gaming arcade and stuff like that yes but another memory i'm thinking of and uh, is about you taking me to the beach i mean one of the things that's remained consistent is at least the coastline in uh, abu dhabi and i remember f- our frequent trips to the beach and you taking yeah, me beach to was one cornish was one yes the, like i said those are simple pleasures again challenging in its own way because the beach was quite far from where we lived so we had to take a taxi and you know 
commuting by taxi was not the easiest of things to do, but we did it. We somehow did it, and weekends was pleasure that way. Couple of things since we've brought up the mall, the beach. Uh, I think everyone who's listening is now very curious because they've they've known me as uh, the dad. So uh, tell us some funny, memorable incidents. Uh, not too embarrassing, I hope, uh, from my childhood that you'll never forget. The one incident I'll never forget is uh, you swallowing a, a bottle of grape water, <laughs> where we had to rush to the uh, the whole bottle of grape water you had swallowed, and we had to rush to the hospital to uh, you know get the whole thing out. They had to make you vomit out the whole thing, and so. Initially, it was fun. We didn't realize what he was doing. Then we yeah, realized. And, oh, and from my perspective, I think I was old, slightly older. I used to think grape water was like this sugar water or something like that. So uh, my memory of this is I would take a sip of that and then dilute it with water. So my parents didn't realize that what I was doing. But uh, yeah, it would. As dad says, I don't think it was fun for them. That's correct. Yes. So that was one of the most favorable. I mean. memorable one and then secondly when i i dropped you off at the nursery uh, i was concerned because i thought you'll you'll cry or you'll refuse to get into the nursery but i think you are among the only one of the only child i mean apart from among the many children who were attending the nursery not to even look back at me when you were went in and the teacher and the principal and all were quite surprised they said oh your child is quite brave he is not even asked for you he just walked up to the nursery so that was nice that was a good part but but did you feel bad that no, i no i was happy that you didn't feel, uh, that you didn't look back or cry and that you were happy to be among the other kids so i was really taken and this i've heard yeah. so confirm uh, for me this uh, when i used to get my uh, vaccinations or inoculations and stuff I was not one of those kids who cried. No, like I was okay. No. In fact, I think your mother was crying more than you were crying, <laughs> as if she had taken the injection and not you. So it was good. Again, that that was a positive. So it was nice. We felt good. We all felt good about it. By the way, this I've all I've heard over the years. Uh, it's consistently stayed where I've never really bothered about injections, but. It, it was surprising for me to hear because you always hear those stories of kids crying and stuff like that, and my mother told me that I used to be actually be looking at the at the needle. needle the yes, that's correct. <laughs> the doctor was correct, wondering. That's correct. That's yes. correct. I think the doctor also was quite amused that you were looking at the needle rather than crying or getting into uh, thinking of the pain or whatever. Yeah. Now, one of the things I also want to try and understand. and just kind of see a contrast right is like in the last few years especially when it comes to parenting there's a whole talk about work life balance and you know there's the guilt on parents that if they don't spend enough time and stuff like that this does it sound like a very uh, new concept to you or was that something that you experienced while bringing me up and my siblings up i think it was always there it was it's always the same and I I don't I don't suppose it'll ever change. Only the way in which you have uh, paid attention to it has possibly changed over the years, because uh, I mean every everywhere in the world it's the same challenge, you know. 
as your child is growing up, his early days, his early nursery days, school days, whatever. I mean, the days that the child has been unwell, uh, who stays back at home, the father stays or the mother stays, and how do they split their off days or whatever. So it's it's a challenge all across the uh, all across the globe. I'm sure if both the parents are working, it's just not in the UAE or in India, but I'm sure in the other parts of the world as well. And that's where comes up the question of daycare, nursery. Uh, so so it was so since you brought up uh, you know hired help. Has that always been also a challenge? Hired help there we could not get proper hired help in the UAE in the early days because again the visa work was a challenge. So these all the hired help that you got was people who have bought their visas working on a temp basis, working in four or five different uh, houses to earn their livelihood. So they would run from one family to the other. And then if they are late, we are running late to our workplace. So it was a vicious circle. It used to carry on. So we had to ensure that everything works clockwise or the hired help comes late. Who stays back till the the, the help comes, you know? Uh, then again, one part of one spouse will say, no, I'm getting late. The other one will say, I have a meeting. So, so, so basically, this sounds very similar to what currently you have, I mean, other than work from home, which I, I guess no one ever thought of that. Uh, nothing has really changed. Not really, not really, not really. And when you talk about work from home, again, it's relative, it's subjective. Either in what trade you are, what industry you are, uh, where you work, and does it work uh, working from home? Or are you a person where you have a lot of interaction with the rest of your office team. Uh, like me coming from a shipping background, I would say that, you know, working from home, even during these COVID times, was extremely challenging. And as a result, uh, we started getting back to work rather than working from home. So ju- just to change the tone a bit, uh, and, you know, I want to keep this a little fun also. And one of the things I really admire and appreciate about my dad uh, which I'm pretty sure all our listeners will enjoy is that my dad not only is on TikTok but also quite active on Instagram and I still remember the first time finding that out and being surprised so here's a little left of the field question for you if there was Instagram or TikTok back in the day when you were parenting and bringing us up what kind of photos would you be putting up, Dad? Be honest. Oh, that's a good question. I, oh, you caught me unawares. I, I, I really don't know what kind of photographs could have come up on, on the social media, as you said. You know, today, today actually we, we promote our services on social media, which includes uh, all your Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. I mean, uh, let's become a way of life all uh, types of services and business so yeah, back in the early days again like I said there were a lot of challenges which we faced you didn't have a mobile phone when we worked and we worked more efficiently mind you not that work didn't work 
I mean, worked in Carry On. We worked more efficiently. Like when I started my career early in Bombay, there was none of these available to us. I, I remember going on to a old, uh, old-fashioned telex machine, and we were on the telex machine for hours because sending telexes was one of the most uh, required things. Cutting edge. No, it was Cutting a required edge. thing to be done. <laughs> so. Yeah. You you had to keep your overseas principals uh, informed, and that was the only way. So we used to come home late, uh, or rather, we used to come back late to the office on a holiday. So the trend of working on a holiday was always there. And, wow! Uh, it's never changed. In Bombay, so in Bombay, I had the Saturday Sunday holiday uh, that was officially the weekend, but still I would work. And when I reached uh, UAE. To my bad luck, uh, even the Thursday Friday happened to be a weekend, but still it was the working week. So, so tell me this then. Uh, I I know you have this sense of humor, and uh, I had during my teenage uh, decided that your nickname was Daddy Cool because compared to all the other dads who were very serious and beyond your thank you for that serious d- demeanor you, you have a sense well. of humor yeah. so i'm pretty sure you would put up some of those funny pictures or you would be like snapchatting mom uh, my diaper pictures like look what possibly your yeah that i would <laughs> be doing that kind of stuff I'm yes sure yes you yes done. you're right you're right you're right <laughs> there you're right there possibly you're right i agree we, one of the things about parenting and i still remember i've talked about this in one of the early episodes of the podcast where uh, i actually the first person i told that i was going to be a parent was i came over to your office and i told you and at that time just your composed and calm demeanor kind of was shocking for me because i thought you would be far more excited or you would be you know you would have some reaction but you were calm and i was like were you like this when you found out that mom was pregnant with me no okay and that was a different kind of feeling <laughs> yeah I, I i understand i understand where you're coming from Well, no, no. Of course, when you were born, uh, I, I, I was just too excited. It was, I was yeah. on top of the world. It's, it's crazy to think about it and just have this conversation. I'm sure for you also, it's possibly, it possibly because I was at workplace. You came and told me I couldn't do what I wanted to do. If we had to had the same conversation at home, I would have possibly jumped and uh, I don't know. I would have, I would have been behaving more crazy. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, th- thanks so much, Dad, for sharing pleasure, and just pleasure, spending pleasure. this time. Continue uh, doing the good work. You guys are doing a fantastic uh, job, and uh, like I said, I enjoy listening to every podcast of of yours, and I so look forward to the next episode. And uh, if there's anything that in any way I can contribute, I'll be glad. Please do let me know. Drop me a mail. Or you can Snapchat me. You can send me Instagram <laughs> or what have you. Okay. Yeah. So so don't worry. For all our listeners, I'm gonna add my uh, dad's uh, Instagram account, which uh, currently has only one picture. Yes, currently <laughs> I have only one picture. Yes. <laughs> one picture, but that's but that's cool. I'm sure he'll be pleasantly surprised with uh, all the followers that he gets post this episode. Sure. Thank you. So. Thank Thanks, you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Nazir, for having me over. Good luck. And best wishes. God bless you all. Peter, you finally got to talk to your dad on the podcast. It's it was three years in the making, and uh, how did it feel, Peter? 
Well, to be honest, I was a bit nervous because my dad does listen to the podcast and uh, he knows the kind of topics we talk about and stuff like that. So, you know, when you go in talking to a guest who's very prepared and knows you, uh, you're nervous. And then you add to the fact that it's your father, someone who knows you like from the time you were born. <laughs> and again, it was also strange just to kind of talk to him about stuff, right? Because... Like we were talking about parenting in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, as someone who grew up then, I felt it was very different. But as we found out during our chat, it wasn't that different, right? Like the problems were kind of the same uh, that we still face. I mean, we are separated by a f- few decades, I'm sure. Um, but I think the, the, the belief in parenting will never change till the point where you are an active parent, right? which I think your dad uh, is. And we've heard so many such stories. So it must be interesting to actually talk about participatory parenting with him and then compare notes. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that surprised me the most is just the whole kind of reaction to it, right? Because like one of the things I brought up to him was what did his friends and all of them uh, in his peer group think about him being an active dad. And he said that, you know, they actually came to him for tips and advice and what needs to be done and all because he was one of the first in his uh, friend circle to be a dad. So I thought that was really cool and very supportive, I think, right? Considering now in 2022, we have this discussion as to why is this dad being so involved, right? So... completely different mindset and I guess it also had to do with him uh, you know living in the Middle East right where it's very different from here correct I I think um, one of the major factors of being that that responsible is is when you are away from home because you are already habituated to do things by yourself so it sort of naturally lends itself to parenting as well and I think that is so important where you learn how to live by yourself away from home, away from family and support, and then kind of see how your responsibility grows. And and clearly, you know, I can see that with you as well, Peter, because uh, you also take up so many responsibilities, considering the fact that uh, you and your wife and your a son are mostly together as a small unit of family. So everyone has to do everything, which is, which is great. Yeah, man, trust me, you're like, It's one of those things where, you know, just being on your own teaches you a lot. And I think that's one of the things I really take uh, from just my dad's life, right? Like him moving uh, to a place in the Gulf where he didn't have many friends or family and things like that. And just kind of doing that. And again, it it was a very different time, right? You didn't have the internet. And I think... And that's another thing that actually came up in our conversation, right? Like, what was life like with no internet and uh, parenting with no internet where you're not Googling every little symptom that your kid has? Yeah, that that sort of parenting was so different. I I know so many of my older relatives keep saying that, listen, our kids just survived. But today it's so difficult to, um, considering the whole information bombardment that we have, it is so difficult to just you know, not do any kind of research and go back being an 80s or 70s, 80s dad and it's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, it it 
fun episode and as i said in the at the uh, in the beginning that very very special episode and uh, this is this is a launch pad to our biggest month of the year peter yeah definitely very excited for fathers month this year we've been planning this for a while and uh, next week we have our first guest uh, that you'll hear from who's somebody who wears many hats and that's all i'm going to say about him yeah that's a that's another big intro waiting to happen in our next episode or should i say the first episode of fathers month so as always uh, stay tuned to our social media and our website for more details we'll be dropping some teasers about the episode as you can follow us on our website popsinapod.in or you can just write to us on popsinapod@gmail.com you're very active on email and we would love to connect with more interesting people parenting or otherwise and i'm sure we'll have something interesting to chat about but until then see you guys in the next week which is going to be a big month fathers month all right see you guys then